Good morning and welcome to the Pillars for Purposeful Motherhood podcast. I am your host, Brita Wallace, and I am so happy that you are tuning in today. You are tuning in for Monday morning prayer and a message. Um, And today we're going to talk about trusting in God when it's hard to do. So um, I really kind of thought about like what I was going to say through this um, and what I was going to talk about and exactly and, and, and you know what was going to come up for me. And we have experienced a lot of hardships uh, since moving back to Michigan. Um, and my husband, you know, has actually said to me a few times over the past uh month or so that he thinks maybe it was a mistake coming back here uh, because that's just how difficult uh, life has been for us here and it has not been easy. So we're blessed. We are very, very blessed. Um, and and I don't want to sit here and, and pretend that we aren't or that we don't have many blessings um, to be thankful for and, and to be grateful for. I mean, we can focus on them and we do, uh, but it's not always easy. Um, despite our blessings, we still, you know, go through challenges and hardships, and and we've been going through a lot of them. So, um, you know, before that, we lived in New York. Uh, when we first were married, we lived in uh, Michigan. I moved to Michigan, um, and we were uh, in Michigan for a few years, and then. Uh, we moved to New York and my husband got a really good job and we moved to New York and we ended up buying a house four months later. And there was just like a lot of confirmation that we were doing the right thing. I got um, involved in the children's ministry. Uh, I got moved into a role of a preschool ministry director. I was um, involved in our women's uh, there's a women's um, like night, like where they spoil you and do these like really awesome themed fun nights for women. And they have like really awesome food and presents for you um, and prizes that you can win. Really good message, really good worship every bloom and it's called bloom and every bloom that I've ever been to has just got better and better and better. And I was a connect leader for a bloom, uh, lots of things at that church, um, that took me out of my comfort zone and really grew me, um, not just as a person, but grew me, uh, in Christ and, you know, in community with like-minded individuals. And that was really hard for me to walk away from. So, um, but we felt like God really was calling us back to Michigan. Um, we quit our jobs. We moved to Michigan, didn't have a job. Uh, neither of us did. We had two kids. It was just like crazy. We just really felt like this was what God was asking us to do. And so we did it. Um, and I had a job pretty quickly within like a few days. I had gotten a job and I wasn't really worried about it. I was just like, hey, God, this is your plan. I'm going to trust in you. Uh, really the idea was for me to work on my business and for Chris to go back to work. Um, but it was difficult for him to find a job here and, um, one that paid well and, you know, that could support our family. And so I got a job in mortgages and I don't regret it. It was good for a season, but, 
Um, yeah, so I'm going to kind of just talk to you guys today about some of those things and um, go deeper into a few of those things. But because life has not been easy for us here and has not looked the way we intended it to look, um, and we have a lot less of that confirmation here. We have a lot less growth. We have a lot more challenges. We have a lot of uh, more hardship here, um, less support in a way, um, just because our support system lives further than our support system in New York had lived. So um, it's just, it's hard for us. And um, in many, many ways, and you know, when we lived in New York and, and before we moved back to Michigan, which happened in the fall of 2020, you know, I was saying I worked as a preschool ministry director at our church, and this was really hard for me. This was something I had to mourn uh, walking away from that, but I also knew that God was telling me that it was time to move on. So my ministry partners and team, they had a farewell party for me, and it was just so special. It was beautiful. It was special. I just felt so loved. Um, and our pastor came that day and uh, to my party and, and he prayed over me and, and our move and my family. And he said that he had a verse that he felt God put on his heart for me. And what he shared was a very controversial verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, which says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And um, now I know that this verse, it, like I said, it's it's often, uh, it's misused in our culture today. And it's a promise that many take to heart to personally encourage them in their lives. And this promise was actually made to Israel. God promised them that he would bring them back and that they in fact could have hope in a future. But even still, that didn't ring true for every single person who was in exile during that time. Some never saw the plans God had for Israel, this promise, uh, come into fruition on this earth. And when I studied this verse, I read that while many verses in the Bible only have one, or that ver the verses in the Bible only have one meaning, excuse me, they can have many different applications. This verse has only one meaning, but we as Christians can still apply it to our lives to give us hope. And to know that God's plans for us are good, no matter what happens in our lives and no matter what we experience on this earth. We aren't promised to be void of hardship and difficult times while we're here. In fact, the Bible prepares us to expect difficulties here on earth. Some of us experiencing harder times than others, for whatever reason that is, only God knows, right? But we can be assured that God is always good, that his plans for us are good. And we have a future in him and with him if we have believed and accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Although this verse has encouraged me, I wasn't naive to the fact that we very well might experience hardship and difficulty. My family is so blessed, like I said before. And despite the fact, uh, despite that fact, excuse me, we have experienced difficulties and we do right now a lot of them just like everybody else. Like I was telling you guys, you know, a few years ago when I lost my job, um, in a lot of ways that was a blessing. But since then, that's been a really difficult time for my family financially, like really difficult. Um, and then I had a baby 
as many of you already know, and he's five months old, um, and I can't find childcare for him despite many efforts, and so I'm home with him. That is a blessing, and I really, truly wouldn't have it any other way. Like, I wouldn't rather have it any other way, I should say, but it's still a huge financial burden for my family, and, and we are trying to get creative on ways that we can bring in uh another income so that we can survive and take care of our kids. Um, last weekend, our dog got out of the house and he attacked somebody's dog and he uh, got the guy a little bit too because obviously the guy was trying to protect his dog. And now my husband has to go to court for this and is facing a misdemeanor criminal offense because our children opened the door and let our dog outside and he chased somebody down the street and went after their dog. I have no idea why he did that, uh, what provoked him to do that, why he uh, really does not like when people walk by the house with their dogs. I don't know what that is or where that stems from. He's very socialized with other animals. Um, he has been his whole entire life and with other people too. And he has never tried to hurt anybody, you know, in he's never tried to hurt anybody else. Um, like in our house or, you know, around, around us, he's, my kids sometimes can be mean to him. Like kids can be, um, and they get in trouble for it. But I mean, he's just so nice to them and gentle with him and he just puts up with a lot. And I don't know, you know, what that, what provoked him, but we had to get rid of him, you know? Um, and because we can't guarantee that our kids are not going to keep letting him out. This has been an ongoing issue for us. And um, not just my kids, but other people that come around. There's a lot of people around all the time. And sometimes he gets uh, let loose by them. Um, you know, none of it being purposefully. It's just, it is what it is. And uh, if he's going to be running in the road and attacking people and their dogs, I mean, we just can't have that here. You know, and if we can't be guaranteed that that's not going to be a thing, um, especially by our children who are here all the time, you know, that's the biggest problem, right? Um, then we can't keep him. And, you know, to be honest, because he did that, my husband and I have lost some trust in him too. That's, that's been a challenge for us. Um, and, and, you know, we're going through this really hard financial time, the worst we've ever been through in our marriage, in our lives together. And now we have to go to court <laughs> and now we're going to have to pay fines and, probably, or, you know, perhaps medical bills for this guy and his dog. Uh, so it's just been a challenge, right? And my biggest challenge of all since becoming a mom truly is successfully parenting my oldest, my special needs guy. You know, he comes with this big caring heart, uh, who's, he's thoughtful. Um, but we also have extreme behavioral issues with him at home. We deal with extreme uh, just meltdowns. And already at six, he is saying that he wants to kill himself, um, which is just so difficult. I don't know that he knows what he is saying, but as a mom, to hear that come out of your kid's mouth, Oh my goodness. And to see how much he struggles and then how much of a burden um, and challenge that is for us. And I'm not saying that he is a burden on us. I'm saying that the things that we deal with, the challenges, I mean, they weigh us down. 
it's a lot. And he, and because he's the oldest, he, uh, he, um, he's the leader of the pact, right? Like his little brother who for the longest time, uh, cause he has different needs than him really didn't want anything to do with him because he was really invasive in his space and just really bothered him. Um, and I, and I'm happy now that they, you know, are closer and have a friendship. You want to see that with your kids, right? Uh, they also fight like brothers, of course. Um, but it's not all good because of the challenges, because of his challenges. Now we're seeing this as learned behavior from my second born. So some things that we like don't have an issue with. And even when, you know, my oldest is at school on Fridays, let's just say, um, or was at school when I had pulled um, my middle child at a daycare and it was just him and I for, you know, months before I had the baby. We don't see these behaviors with my middle child. We only see them when he's with Jack, uh, my oldest. We see, you know, kind of, it's like, it's learned behavior. Monkey see, monkey do, I always say. And that's a challenge because sometimes he's putting him in unsafe situations. Um, he's, you know, teaching him things that are very inappropriate. Uh, and just, it's a challenge, you know, especially when they're together. Sometimes I separate them because they can be a force together. And I'm like, we're not going to do this. Like if you cannot, you know, number one, I separate them because they can't play nice together all the time. And then I'll just say, okay, we need to take some space. But I also do that if they're like getting in a lot of trouble together and, and Jack is really uh, just influencing Oliver's behavior. I'll just say, okay, like we're not, you know, we're not showing brother the right things to do. We're not being a responsible big brother. And that's really a big job for him. And I know that it's a challenge for him because of his special needs. But I really believe that God put him in the position of that, you know, the oldest and the big brother for a reason, right? I mean, so I believe that, you know, yeah, maybe it is a challenge, but let's be encouraged by that. Let's help you to be res the, that responsible big brother. And, you know, as you grow, uh, really grow into that role that God had put, has put you in, in our family. Um, but it's not easy and it's a challenge and it often comes with, uh, challenging situations and, um, you know, me needing to say, okay, we're not going to spend time together anymore. We're going to se separate you guys because this is not, this is not a good influence for Oliver. You're not showing, you're showing him to do things and teaching him to do things that are very inappropriate. And he's a four-year-old, you know, I mean, and, and he's only, Jack's only six. Um, but there are, there's levels of development and, and things that Jack, you know, shouldn't even be doing, but he's extremely smart and intelligent. So like one of the things I can just tell you is that he, um, over the summer, we have a golf cart. It's my father-in-law's. He lives next door part-time. It's their vacation home. And he decided one day, you know, we hide the key from the, the kids. Um, we just don't even want that to be a thing. And, um, so Jack decided that he was going to go in the shed uh, and I was inside nursing the baby. This was, I was healing from surgery, healing from an infection. This was very early on after I had the baby. And he uh, decided that he was going to put um, 
a screwdriver, a flathead screwdriver into the golf cart to start it. And he was successful. So I ran out there like as soon as I heard the golf cart start and he had just backed it up a little bit and I, you know, yelled and had a meltdown about it. <laughs> like just like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? Get off. Um, and that was not anything anybody taught him how to do. Nobody has shown him how to do it. I mean, he hasn't watched anything. We're very cautious about what we let our kids watch. Um, I mean, so he's not like watching people hot wire things or, you know, like, I mean, technically that's what he did, you know? Um, and we, you know, it was just something that he knew he could do, like by just his thoughts and his intelligence, he just thought it up on his own and said, Hmm, I bet you this would work. And this is what I want to do. And he's very determined So he figured out how to do it and he did it. Um, And his brother, of course, was sitting right there next to him. So we have things like very extreme things that we deal with around here. And then he kind of just takes Oliver along for the ride, Um, which, you know, if I don't know if I had been in my bedroom, like changing the baby at that time. I mean, that could have been a dangerous situation for them if I didn't get out there right away. I just happened to be like in my living room. Um, and I mean, they were playing in our yard and I can see them outside. Um, we have big, huge windows. So I was very aware of what was going on. But if I had stepped away to go to the bathroom, you know, for one minute or to go like get a diaper or something in my bedroom, I mean, it's very, very quick. That could have just been a whole different situation. Um, and of course, his brother was right there with him. And of course, I would never like, our yard does not have things laying around in it that are unsafe for them to play with. Um, Usually, I'm very adamant about that. If something does get left out, I'm like, this is needs to be put away. Um, We cut a lot of wood and stuff. So as soon as my husband is like done with the axe and um, or like the wood cutter, whatever, like any of those things, I am like really adamant about like these things need to be put away. These things need to be put away. The kids come out here and play, you know, Um, and it's, you know, our yard is very child friendly. I mean, the majority of the stuff that's out there is for kids uh, to be playing with and on, you know, so it's just crazy that, um, and we don't live, you know, we live in a, we live in a horseshoe it's busy here when, you know, people are here on the weekends during a certain season, but right now there's like hardly anybody here. We know all of our neighbors, um, when they are here. So, um, pretty soon we won't have any neighbors or anybody here for the whole winter, like unless somebody just comes randomly to visit. Uh, so, I mean, it's just very safe for them to be here, but, I mean, sometimes just in his own head, it's not safe. It's these things that he's like coming up with at his age. So he really truly is my biggest challenge. And life with him is not easy. Life is a challenge every day, okay? And I'm not saying that he's not a blessing because he is. Um, But, you know, life is a challenge for all of us. And I'm sure all of us every day, and maybe your challenges look different than mine, right? Um, because they are different and and we each have our own hardships and challenges. 
but there is hope in Jesus and and God's plans for us are good no matter what that looks like maybe we don't understand what that means exactly or, or what God's plan is and that's okay but we can be reassured that we do have hope in Jesus and to get us through those hard times and that God's plans for us are good um no matter if we don't understand exactly what that means or looks like Deuteronomy 31 8 tells us that it is the Lord who goes before you he will be with you he will not leave you or forsake you do not fear or be dismayed so no matter what we experience in this life, no matter how hard things get, let us be reassured that God is already there. He goes before us and he will not leave us. And we are not to fear, but instead stand firm on God's word and know that no matter what happens, God is going to take care of us and we have a beautiful future with him in heaven. I don't know what this life has brought you to and through or what you have to face in the future, but I do know that we can stand firm on God's word. And if we are believers, that God is already there, that he already knows, and he is a loving and compassionate God, among many other things. If you're discouraged, look up God's character and see all of those character traits that are God, and then learn about each one of them and what that actually means and how he shows up for us and how he demonstrates those characters through us from the beginning of time. God is going to walk us through it. No matter what we're going through, he's going to walk us through each and every one of our steps of our lives, and he's going to provide for us, for our needs. And he still is in the miracle working business because he never is changing. And we can still remain hopeful in him no matter what we are going through in our lives. And I just want to encourage you today um, that, yeah, maybe, you know, we have extreme difficulties and maybe we have so many hardships in this life and our life has just been so, so hard and it could look a hundred times worse than what those few things that I've just explained to you in my life are. And I don't want to, you know, get into big, deep stories with you about like what I'm going through in life and, and, uh, and make it all about me because it isn't at the end of the day, it's about God. It's about Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. And, and I just want to, you know, share a little bit with you so um, you can relate and that you know that like, especially as you listen to my podcast, which is, you know, encouraging and, and helpful for moms to be purposeful and stuff, that you don't think that I don't go through hard times too, or that like I live this perfect life because I don't. Um, and especially in my parenting, it's, you know, the biggest place in my life where I am tested and it's the hardest part of you know, my life and where I'm challenged the most. And I was reminded by an amazing pastor last week who prayed with me that often where our hardest and our most difficult challenges are, ministry is also there. So he encouraged me, don't give up. And I wasn't going to give up. I just was so discouraged and, and hurting and just uh, I just kind of went there and um, to you know my old church and I just cried and um, I had no idea I was even going to do that. It, it was such a mess and it was actually kind of embarrassing. But um, you know he said this is a blessing to me, Brita. This was a gift to you coming here today and he just really encouraged me and, and prayed over me and, and for my family and it just was such a comfort to me and such a blessing and I just appreciated it so much. I just apologized a million times too for 
bringing him my mess and <laughs> it was just I was that's not really my demeanor to do that so I don't know where that came from but I just ended up there um after I dropped my mom off to the airport but I I just want to encourage you that just know that God is with you he's bef- he goes before us he walks alongside of us remember the footprints in the sand uh, if you don't know what that means, just look it up and just read that and, and let that encourage you and just see those footprints, uh, those extra set of footprints, you know, walking next to us and alongside us. Uh, what breaks your heart also breaks God's heart. It, he mourns for us and with us. Um, and he doesn't promise us that we're not going to uh, be void of hardship and, and we're not going to live a hard life. Uh, and some of us, uh, that really rings true, right? I mean, maybe you just had hardship after hardship after hardship. And I've had a lot of them in my life too. I've also had a lot of blessings. And I think it's important that we focus on those blessings and we focus on who God is and, and all he does for us and all he had, all the ways he has shown up in our lives and that he's going to continue to do so no matter if we are faced with challenges and difficulties or not, that he's still going to show up and be there for us. Um, and I think that we can be encouraged in that. The thing for me is that I've always been encouraged and I stand firm on is that God has always taken care of me. He has always taken care of my family. Maybe it doesn't look exactly how I want it to. Maybe that means I have to be humbled um, time and time again. I mean, maybe that means that like I have to go through really hard and difficult seasons of uncertainty. But I think that you know, when we do go through those times, it is like we either can do so, you know, afraid and and really just not leaning in and trusting in God. And I fail at this too, because as much as I do in my heart, uh, I can be grumbly and just like, oh my gosh, how's this all going to work out and get really anxious. And we just know that those things aren't from God. Anxiety fear. Um, I struggle with anxiety, uh, bad anxiety. Um, and it was bad when I was a teenager and through certain times in my life. I mean, I've always had bad anxiety and uh, it's been pretty bad lately. And um, I just, you know, it's not from God though. That's not from God. Um, even though it's been something that I've struggled with all of my life, that's not, and it, and it is a true medical, you know, condition. It's not from God. It does not come from God. Um, and fear does not come from God. We need to uh, just stand firm in hope uh, and we can be hopeful in him. And that's easier said than done. But um, I just always know that God is going to take care of me and he's going to provide for me because he always does. And I get little blessings all the time and reassurances of that all the time of him reminding me, hey, I'm here. I'm going to take care of you. Maybe it doesn't look the way you want it to or that you would have imagined it to look, but I'm here and I'm walking alongside of you and I'm going to care for you and your family no matter what that looks like. And I do find comfort in that and I do find peace in that even if I keep picking it back up and you know have to keep giving it back to God because I do because I'm human. Um, just like the rest of us. And it's something that's a real thing for us, you know, but having that trust and just really trusting in God when it's hard to do um, and, and just keeping the faith and just 
knowing that no matter what's going on in our lives, that God is there and he's going he's gonna to take care of us and that we can trust him. We can, even through those difficult times. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just go into this week with a heavy, burdened heart. Um, and I just felt this tugging on my heart right now as I started this prayer to just enter into your throne room. And I think that you put that on my heart because you know that I find comfort there as I am imagining myself in your throne room. As I enter your throne room with these moms who are listening, with these people who are listening, whether they be moms or not, and that we can enter your throne room together. We can sit at your feet, God, and we can just lay all of our burdens and all of our hardships down at your feet, God. And I just pray uh, that each mom here is just encouraged that you are never changing, that you are the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that your characteristics, that your promises and your truths, they never change for us as your people. God, I just thank you for all the ways that you have shown up in our lives before, that you're going to show up in our lives in the future. And I know that you are the God of miracles, that you still are in the miracle working business, and that sometimes by all of the distractions that we have in our lives, that we just miss them sometimes. But there are miracles all around us. There are blessings all around us. We have so much to be grateful for, even if life is hard and even as we go through challenges. God, I just pray for Israel right now um, and what is happening there. They're at war uh, this weekend. And we think about all the things that we have going on in our lives and how hard it may be, but we're not at war, um, not in the States here right now. And and we don't have to experience uh, the devastation of just massacre and just uh, evil that's going on over there right now. And I just pray for your nation, God. I just pray for those people. I just pray that you uh, just be with them, that you protect them, that you provide them with what they need. I pray for this war to end, God. And I know that whatever your will is, is going to be done. And I just pray for that to be done. That is a prayer that I've prayed a lot in my life since I learned to pray that probably like six years ago or so. And it's a hard prayer to pray for your will to be done in my life, for your will to be done in this earth or on this earth and in this world. I know that I'm sure that there's a lot of people listening today that say, I don't want to pray for God's will to be done because that's scary. I don't know what that is. But we know that your plans are good. We know that you're there before us already and that you're going to see us through it no matter what it is, God. God, I just pray that you just fill each and every mom listening today, myself included, 
with whatever it is she needs to get her through this week. Just please fill us with the fruits of your spirit, God, and remove the things in the way uh, that are in the way and inside of us that prevent that fruit from growing in us, God. I know there's things inside of me that need to be removed so that better fruit can grow, so the fruit can grow. Weeds and roots of just awfulness, things that I've been through that, you know, I think I've let go or think I've gotten through and then I realize, well, I haven't because this is how I react or this is what I do instead of showing fruit. And God, this is just a time in my life of refining. And I just pray that you help to, uh, to refine me, that you help to, uh, that you help me to allow you to refine me, I should say. And you're going to do it anyway, because you're faithful and no matter what I do, but I think sometimes we get in the way and maybe things take longer because we get in the way like the Israelites being stuck in the desert. I don't want to get in the way, God, of you and your plans. And I know that every mom listening here feels the same. They don't, these moms don't want to get in, in the way of your plans. But sometimes we are afraid of what they are. And I just pray that you remove any fear and anxiety from any of us that is struggling with that because we know that that's not from you. And we also know, and I also know that that's not always the easiest thing that some of us do struggle, you know, on a medical level with anxiety. Um, and I just pray for healing, that you remove those things and that you just provide healing for those moms who need it today, myself included. God, I just pray for our kids as we go about this week, that you protect them, that you keep them safe, that you just shadow them under your wings. I just pray that over our families and our homes as well, that you just protect them, that you keep them safe. Let our homes be a place of just peace and comfort, harmony, and just places that we want to be together, God. This is our just our place where we are able to just meet you and, and just be in comfort, God. And that we can grow together as a family closer to you for each and every one of us who are listening and our families. God, I just pray that each and every mom just leaves her burdens at your feet right now and her worries and her cares and she casts them on you, God, as you tell us to do. And that she just feels a presence, your presence and your peace and comfort as we start this week. God, I just pray that you go before us as you promise us you will and that we each know that you are already there and that you already know what's going to happen. And I just pray, God, that you help us to find peace and comfort in that and in your will and in your plans instead of anxieties and, and worry and fear. I pray that that's hopeful for us, that we can remain faithful to you. We can trust in you no matter what we're going through in our lives. God, I just pray 
that you just help our children to be obedient, that you give them really good friends uh, that are good influences in their lives, that you bring people in their lives if they don't have them already, uh, that are partners with us in raising them and are partners with us in what, uh, in helping shape and mold who they are as people. God, I just pray over those of us who have kids that go through extreme challenges. I just pray that your hands are upon them. We give our children back to you, all of them, not just the ones who are challenging to us, but because they are yours. We ask that you help us to parent them, that you help us to meet each and every one of our children where they are at individually, that you help us to deal with them uniquely um, because they all need different things. We just pray that you um, put on our hearts what that is, that you just give us that discernment and that guidance on how to parent each and every one of our children uniquely um, and give them what they need so that they can be successful warriors for Christ as they grow. God, I just pray that you help us to learn how to do that. Um to teach them how to be those people that you want them to be and not who we want them to be necessarily because that may look very different. But we pray that your will be done in their lives and that you grow them leaps and bounds this year closer to you and that whatever it is that we need to pray fervently and intercessorily for our children, that you just put those things on our heart. And for our families. And we pray these things, God. We ask that you just bless each and every one mom, each and every mom listening here today. Excuse me. We pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Mama, I hope you each have a wonderful week. Uh, I just pray that you just go on through this week and you just be encouraged um, and, and that you just stand true and firm on God's word something that I've been trying to do that might be helpful. Um, and I don't do it every day. I'm trying to get in the habit of doing it every day. I have a bookmark um, and it's free. Actually, you can get it from Dr. Jeremiah Roberts. If you go to his uh, website, don't ask me where to get it because my mom had gotten it sent to us, but I'm sure you can find it. I'm sure there's a search and you can search it um, like bookmarks or you know the armor of God, but they'll send you a bookmark. And um, it's the armor of God. And I try to pray that um, as I want to get in the habit of praying it every day. I don't pray it every day. I pray it, my friends and I pray together uh, once a week. And I definitely pray it then. And I anytime, um, you know, I do pick up my stuff and I'm able to do it, uh, which is not an everyday thing right now, which ugh, is really painful to me to say. But, <coughs> excuse me, Um. I try to pray that every day. And I think if we can just try to get in the habit, even you don't need the bookmark. It's just helpful for me. Um, and it's nice. Thing. It's a nice tool for me as well. But you can just open up, you know, your Bible to Ephesians. Um, and I believe it's Ephesians 5 or 6. I'm trying to think of which one it actually is. But it, it's in Ephesians. And you can just Google it, even Ephesians, um, the armor of God. And just put your armor on every single day um, and really just try to stand firm and true in God's word. And I hope you're encouraged today. 
and I love you ladies that are listening today and moms and uh, who, if, if you're dads too, you know, whoever you are, just thank you. Thank you for being here and, and for giving me your time this morning. And I just hope you have a wonderful week. Take care. God bless.